Hey, 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 this is your host, Alicia, of the podcast formerly known as The Book of Alicia. So yes, 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 The Book of Alicia has changed its name to Momming, Wifing, and Queening Podcast. We are still going to talk about womanhood, motherhood, and wifeyhood, and everything in between, but I'm just so happy to take on this new journey with you while I empower women to not get lost in whatever roles they are assigned, but to queen them, okay? I may not know everything, but I know some things, so we're going to talk about some things, okay? But before we dive in today, I want to make sure you are able to reach me on social media because guess what I have changed my social media handles as well so you can follow me on Instagram at the Alicia Shaw and that's at T-H-E-A-L-E-S-H-A-S-H-A-W and like my Facebook page the Alicia Shaw you can also follow my blog at www.aliciashavon.com that's www.aleshashevon.com where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts as well as purchase things like books and shirts I have available on my site. So all y'all ready? Let's get it in. Okay, you guys, so on today's episode, I have Sasha Everett, who is the 2022 Mrs. Wisconsin America. She and her husband Blake have been married for nine years and they have two little boys. Her husband is the U.S. Army veteran who served two overseas deployments. Sasha graduated summa cum laude from college with a double major in communications and arts management and has lived and worked in both Los Angeles and London. Sasha's platform is Pages with Purpose, which is a literacy initiative that works to increase literacy in young children by getting books and resources to parents, teachers, caregivers, and social workers. She has written and is in process of publishing her first children's book, y'all. Throughout her time as Mrs. Wisconsin, Sasha has been actively expanding Pages with Purpose, working with veteran organizations across the state, and is spreading the message that wives and mothers can be multidimensional and have a family career and be a queen if they choose to. So y'all, sit back and relax as I share my interview with Mrs. Wisconsin America, Sasha Everett. Let's get it in. Okay, so it's Alicia again with Mommy, Wifing, and Queening podcast. And today I have another special guest who is also a pageant queen and competed in Mrs. America last August. And she's here today to talk about some, plat- some platform things, um, being a Mrs. in the pageant, being a pageant mommy and a pageant wife, and how she's um, just balancing it all. So her name is Sasha Everett, and she is Mrs. Wisconsin America, and she's going to talk to us about what she's doing and how she's balancing everything. I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Alicia. I really appreciate it. So my name is Sasha. And like she said, I'm uh, the 2022 Mrs. Wisconsin America. Um, my husband and I uh, have been married for nine years. Uh, next year will be our 10-year anniversary. And uh, when we met, he was a sergeant in the United States uh, Army about to deploy overseas for the second time. So a um, bit of a military family. Uh, we have uh, two little boys, uh, three and five years old. Uh, so Mrs. Wisconsin was the first Mrs. Pageant that I had ever done, but I competed in pageants for seven years, uh, starting when I was 14 up to 21. And uh, this time has been different and really fun to to reconnect. You know, didn't think I would ever be doing it in my 30s, but um, it's just a really cool time. And uh, started my 
platform called Pages with Purpose, which is all about encouraging literacy in young children, especially under the age of five. So that's been one of my focuses as Mrs. Wisconsin and something I hope to uh, build upon throughout the rest of the year. Cool. So tell me more about that, more about Pages with Purpose and why is that important to you? Sure. So I've always loved books. Uh, my granny was a school teacher. You know, she always took me to the library. She would always read to me. And so I grew up with a love of books and um, I have written and I'm in the process of publishing my first children's book. So, you mm -hmm. know, uh, reading, um, writing, it's always been something I've been really passionate about. And when I thought about what I would focus on as a platform, because, you know, I had a lot of different interests, they were very varied and I wanted to find a place to focus. It just felt right. And when I started researching literacy, uh, literacy statistics, it was it was a bit shocking and it was really sad. Uh, and mm. it just, uh, the more I researched into it, I started talking with teachers. Um, the more I realized what a problem it is and that adult literacy is such a huge problem, but it all stems from literacy as a child. And a lot of the research shows that it actually can be traced back to how much someone was introduced to books in the first five years of their life. Like that is an extremely mm. crucial period. So that's where I decided to focus on. And that's how I started um, Pages with Purpose was born just to try to, to reach that um, specific demographic of, of children. Wow. And it's so crazy because I know for me, myself, um, I didn't really get into reading. I love to read now, but I didn't really get into reading till maybe 10. Yeah. Um, and I know because I waited so not certain say waited so long, but because it took a while for me to have an interest in it, I did struggle um with reading uh I would say up until I was about like 12 when I started to able was able to like read more and get more interested. Yeah. I saw my reading become better, but I know I did struggle with reading yeah. um because I didn't really I just didn't really I'm not gonna say I didn't find it interesting. I just think it wasn't introduced to me. You know, I mean we have like in schools we would the teacher would read stories but outside of school I don't think it was like you know a big thing for me to have a book to read so now that I have girls like I always make sure that they have books and that they're trying to at least make up stories with the, with the pictures or something because it wasn't really a big thing for me until I was older so I think that's I'm glad that you kind of are shedding a light to that because I don't think people realize um really I'm not gonna say how bad it is but yeah. I don't think it's just something that's important to people to really focus on. You know what I mean? Well, and what's interesting is, you know, kids under five, they can't read to themselves, right? They can't read yet. So you yeah. don't think about it as being important. But the percentage that a child's brain is developed by the time they hit five, the biggest development is between the ages of three and five. So if they're missing that time, you know, it's really crucial. So when I started looking into that and realizing if you're not introduced to books until five, which is the typical age you go to school, right? That's kindergarten. Mm -hmm. That's when everyone's in school. And so if you're only introduced to books, then, you know, your brain is already a certain amount developed. So that puts you behind essentially, and you're just starting school. So it's an mm -hmm. unfair disadvantage and a hurdle you sort of have to overcome 
But then also like what you said, if you're not reading for fun or you're not reading, you know, you're only reading in school when it's required or it's homework, it becomes more of a chore instead of something that's yeah. enjoyable. And then you don't foster that love of reading. And I think it's also important to note when I talk about literacy, you know, sometimes people are like, well, it's just, can you read or can you write? But it's also the quality with which you can read or write. You know, if you grow up only being able to read at a certain grade level, you know, second, third, fifth, even eighth grade level, you know, are you going to be able to graduate high school? Are you going to be able to attend college if you want to? You know, what kind of jobs will you be able to have? And so it really can have a longer impact than what someone might think, especially since, you know, kids under that age can't read, but it's important to read to them. And like you said, do that, you know, as a family. Yeah. And what have you done with your platform um, in regards to the family literacy? Well, I'm saying family literacy because I'm thinking about November, <laughs> but yes. what yes. have you done in um in, with your platform? Um, sure. pages pages with purpose right I know right pages I know <laughs> Say it <different. laughs> yes. uh, so what I started uh, last year which is before I won Mrs. Wisconsin when I started this I started talking with teachers like what would be the most helpful how can we get books into kids homes you know because sometimes people would say or teachers would tell me they would people would donate like a box of books, which is always really nice, but sometimes they don't have room in their classroom, you know, or they, it's not with their curriculum. So what I started working on was a way that we could get books to teachers, preschool, kindergarten. Um, I'm also working backwards to try and get daycares as well. Uh, but how we could get books to them that they could then give to the kids to take home that they could keep so that they would have books mm. to keep over the summer on winter break so that they're not just reading you know, when they're in the classroom. So I started working, you know, with businesses in the area to essentially sponsor a classroom. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it really doesn't cost that much to give every child a book, you know, in one classroom. So just taking small chunks and seeing how many classrooms we can get. And then, like you mentioned, November is National Family Literacy Month, which wants to focus on reading as a family and reading at home, which, you know, that's essentially my platform. So what I've been working to do is a donation drive ahead of the holidays so that we can do another donation to schools uh, and daycare centers and preschools right before Christmas and have mm -hmm. um, teachers send books uh, home with the students that they can keep and then read with their families. Oh, that's cool. I love that. I love that. Has it been, um, has people jumped on board? Has it been something that's, um, I guess, been easy to promote? Yeah, it has. I mean, it's a simple concept, right? You think about it, you just need to get books. But sometimes the implementing of that hasn't been necessarily easy. But people have, you know, the teachers that I've talked to have recognized the need and the importance of it. So they've been really on board um, with, you know, with the program and uh, really just trying to push it so that we can get, you know, more businesses involved. And then also taking it further across the state as well to other communities where, um, where they could use it as well. Cool, cool. I like that. So tell me more about the Mrs. Pageant world for you. How are how have they been different from the other pageants you've competed in? Sure. Well, like I said, so I started at 14. So I started as a junior teen and then I worked my way up to Miss uh, when I was 21. But uh, you know, if you're not familiar, people listening aren't familiar with some of the pageant systems, most of the Miss um, have an age limit, right? So you're going to yeah. age out at some point and you won't be able to compete or, you know, you can't be married. You can't have children in quite a lot of the pageants. So there's yeah. a lot more of a clock on things. And uh, I always had really great experiences in my Miss pageants. I mean, I 
I did them for seven years. I loved them. I still have, you know, friends from them, but I think there was a little bit more of a urgency or some people were like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if I don't win? So there was a little bit more of that competitiveness there. And I'm Mm. not saying that we're not competitive as Mrs. You know, we all wanted to win Mrs. America. We all wanted to win our states, but Mm. I think it's just been a refreshing change of pace for me just to go into this pageant and be like, you know, I'm at a different point in my life. I'm married. I have kids. Never thought I would do a pageant with kids. I mean, really, if you would have told me even two years ago that I would be doing this, I probably would have laughed at you and been like, no, I'm done. That's something you do in your 20s, you know, but to come together with women, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, I think there was a missus who was 62 uh, mm-hmm. in the American system. So, I mean, just to be with women who, and for myself to be a little more established, you know, in my career, my family and my goals and doing this for fun, doing this to promote my platform and doing this to, you know, to sort of, sometimes when you're a mom, they tell you, oh, you only have to be a mom. And by they, I mean society, right? They look at you like, okay, you're a mom now, you're a wife. That's what you should stay as, you know, and just being like, you know, we can still, we can still do things uh, for ourselves. And, uh, you know, we were people before we were moms, right? That's what I like to say. Just not forgetting that piece of it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the the things that I enjoy about it as well is still being able to dabble in a little bit of something that you probably did before, you know, you had the kids and the husband and you thought like, "Eh, I'm thinking I'm over, but then you realize you still have that opportunity to just kind of do your thing. Uh Um, I think it's very, uh, it does a lot for your confidence, but I also think it does a lot for us as far as being able to dress up and you know feel pretty and to feel good when most of the times you're always in sweats and you know hair all over the place you know what I mean so I think it just does a lot for your self-esteem your confidence to to remind yourself that you're still able to do things that you did prior to becoming a wife and mom but my question to you like how do you balance it all being the wife being the mom being a pageant queen sure yeah I don't think it's ever a perfect balance. Cause I always say like, I think you can do everything, but I don't think you can do it all in the same week. So I have tried to give myself a little bit of a break. You know, if it's, if it's a busy week with the family, if your kiddos are sick, if something's going on, that's okay. Take a breather, you know, life happens. But I just think if you are intentional with your time, you can find, you can find ways, you know, I think before when I decided to start this and it's interesting, I was thinking about this today. It was one year ago this week, the week of Thanksgiving that I decided to enter the pageant. So it's officially Mm -hmm. been one year and just Mm -hmm. seeing, you know, that transformation in the year, but I started small. So the first thing I started off doing was uh, doing small workouts. I just wanted to get back into some sort of a routine where I felt like I could play with the kids and not be winded or I could, you know, just play ball with them. And so that's how it started for me was just carving out a half an hour in the night to work out. And then once I started to reclaim that, I started to be like, well, let's work on getting this platform and then let's work on doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't start with everything at once because I think that would have been overwhelming, but just doing small steps. And again, understanding that some weeks you're not going to win at all. Some weeks you're going to have to, to choose, choose your battles. But in the end, you know, I think I'm happier if I look back from where I was a year ago, I think I'm happier. I think it's made me a better wife. It's made me a better mom. It's made me a better person. And I think that's what's great about pageantry is it forces you to become a better version of yourself. You have to you have to be able to yeah. answer questions about yourself. Like you have to know yourself. What do I want? What do I like? What yeah. do I want to do? What do I want to yeah. be when I grow up? You know, even though we're growing yeah. up 
what do I, what do I want for the next 10 years of my life? And they're questions that you are forced to ask yourself. And then when you find the answers to them, it's like, wow, you know, it's pretty, it's been a great year. No, I was gonna say, and then it's crazy because I, I find myself looking back on, um, like, you know, prep, like you say, the preparation, understanding who you are, understanding like your why, like, why am I doing that? Why am I doing this? What's the purpose? Like, what do I want to get from this whole experience? And I do think it definitely fo- um makes you focus on um what's important to you as far as not losing like your dreams and not losing yourself. Because for me, I felt like I went on a whole journey of you know self-love and self-discovery because I really had to ask myself like what is it that I want to do like if I win Mrs. Delaware like what it is that I want what do I want to do what's important to me whereas before I was just like getting up I felt like I was a robot getting up taking care of everybody else making sure things are taken care of but I never focused on like why am I doing this you know what's the point of my existence I guess and it definitely um like mentally I think it definitely gets you in a place where you're focused on um the important things and I guess your legacy I would say and you're focused on like you know what it is how you want to be known I think that's important because even though you might not necessarily say it to your spouse or to your kids they see it like they see you working towards a goal and they see you um working towards something that you enjoy I think it impacts them in a way also, even though they wouldn't come out and say, you know, I look up to you, mom, or I look up to you, you yeah. know, like they won't say it, but I think it does something for them as well. Like, do you think that, or what's been your I experience? Absolutely, yeah. I absolutely agree. I mean, my boys are three and five, so they're, they're young, but they noticed, um, yeah. you know, they didn't know what a pageant was before. It was kind of funny. They asked me before they went to Mrs. Wisconsin, like, oh, are you going to go sing? And I'm like, no, nobody wants to hear about me saying like, that's not <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> um, but they came and sat in the audience and watched, and then they started asking questions. And because the pageant system, I feel is very family oriented. Yeah. I've been taking them on some of the appearances. You know, I took my youngest to drop off donations the other week and just having them see that like, okay, what is mommy doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Why is this important? talking, talking it through with them. And my husband has made a lot of comments because he was not, we got together, we started dating like right as my Miss pageant journey ended. So he didn't really Mm. see any of that. Uh, Mm. So he's just made comments about how much happier I've been, how much, Mm. like he's just really has seen the change in me over this past year. And Mm. so I do, I think, you know, people, they notice even when, when the kiddos are young, you know? Yeah. It's important yeah. for them to see mom happy, mom doing something for herself, okay. and also to see some of the community work that we're doing, right? Why that's important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's just when you're doing something that makes you happy, there's like a glow or there's like an aura about you that other people see and they're drawn, they're drawn to it. Right. But I did want to talk to you about the importance of married women to see themselves as multi-dimensional. Tell me more about that and why that's important to you. So it's something that I had talked with the judges about in my state and my national interview about, you know, wanting to promote the system, the Mrs. America system, because of what it's done for me personally. And I just sometimes think, you know, when you tell people I'm Mrs. Wisconsin, first of all, they're like, oh, Miss, you know, like no Mrs. You know, there's, there's, there's a whole system beyond that where, you know, you don't have to be single and kidless, you know, to be able to have this sort of an impact or this kind of a job. Cause I do look at the title as, as we all have another job this year. And, you know, I just think sometimes people are 
I don't want to say confused, but maybe a little confused, like, oh, you're doing all of this stuff. And I just think sometimes society or people like to to put married women specifically in a box or um, women with children of saying, okay, so you've chosen to have a family. Now that's what you've chosen. The end, you know? And I just think that just being multidimensional, we don't have to like, I always say this, being a mom, being a wife, it's my favorite thing, but it's not my only thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And just being able to say, you know what, we can do this, that, and the other thing if we choose. You know, you can, if you're thinking about doing a pageant and you've never done one in your life, you should do it because it's just fun to do. But, you know, feel free to dream at any age. Feel free to change your dreams. You know, if you're doing something, you're like, this is not what I wanted. This isn't the career I wanted. This isn't the life I wanted. To just change and realize that at any point you can decide to have more than one layer, more, you know, you can be multidimensional. You know, you don't just have to choose this or that. You can be this and that if you want to. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things too, where I think, um, it's kind of like you said, if you've chosen to be a mom, you've chosen to be a wife, that's it. Yeah. You know, go, go along yeah. your, your way or whatever. And I, I think it's for me, I always want to show that there's more to me, not necessarily because um, I don't want to be limited, but just because I don't like the feeling of being seen, um, being seen as I mean, I guess one dimensional, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I don't like the idea of thinking because I can do this, I can't do anything else. This is what I was meant to do. I can't do anything else. And with pageantry, what I've learned is a lot of times people are shocked that there are uh, pageants for married women and that we're able to do it and to do it successfully. Like people always ask me, well, how in the world, like, how do you even fit this into what you're doing? But to me, it's like any other job. If you choose to have a career and you're a wife and you're a mom, Right. It's it's the same thing as being a career, you know, being a career woman and being a wife and things like that. It's just a matter of what we women do to me on a regular basis, whether you have a job or not or a title or not, or we're always juggling. We're always being we're always. when you're a mom, you're not just a mom. No, it's like you're, you're a teacher, you're a counselor, you're a cook. Everything, you're a right? so, yeah, it's like you're you're already a, a woman is always more than what she is, anyways, regardless of what your title is. So I think it's important in pageantry that we show that and we show that there's so much more to us. And then even I have to tell people as well about pageants, you know, yeah, we're going up there and we're dressed pretty and it's a, a definitely beauty, a beauty contest, but beauty doesn't mean by the looks and what I'm able to do on that stage. Beauty is so much more. And if you look a lot into a lot of the women who compete, they're not just beautiful because of their facial features or their bodies or whatever. They're beautiful because of the impact that they have on the world because yeah. with their platform, they're impacting the world, you know? Really? So I, I feel like I'm always having to um, show that there's so much to us, not just as um, married women or as moms, but and, and um, um, pageant uh, ladies or whatever. There's so much to, it's so much sorry I'm like struggling right now you're good (laughs) there's so much to the beauty of everyone like it's not just looking at pretty faces it's looking at like the spirit and you know like I thought that the women in the class of our class were like so just their spirit was I didn't feel any cattiness I didn't feel any um like negativity or anything and to me that's being beautiful being able to be a woman to walk in a room with other women and not feel like you know, I'm not good enough or I'm, in, I'm intimidated, but to embrace everyone's in their different, everyone in their different qualities. 
I don't think people see that enough in pageantry or, you know, see that enough in women in general. And I think it's important for us to always show that side of us that, you know, society is not always right. You know, I don't know who they research a lot of the time, but there are women out there that are able to do different things, to do it well and to be um, graceful and beautiful as they do it. So um, I definitely agree with the importance of showing the different dynamics of women. And I guess what I'm leading to the question I have for you is, have you ever had to deal with people who don't necessarily um, agree with the idea of trying to be a pageant, you know, uh, a pageant queen, a mom and uh, a wife? Do you have people that have given you negative feedback, I would say? You know, I have. Um, I think a lot of people are great, but you always get that person who does the passive aggressive like, oh, well, you know, my family's enough for me, but I guess if you want to do something else, you know, or the, oh, you just want to be pretty all the time and dress up in dresses. But to your point of what you said earlier, people who are not in pageantry see the pageant, the three-hour pageant right. event it's the miss america miss usa whatever's televised or you know mrs america was live streamed they see that and they think mm-hmm. that's pageantry but they don't see the yes. 364 other days of the year where yes. we maybe aren't running around in you know uh evening gowns and high heels and you know we're yes. running around doing community work we're running around promoting the system we're building the sisterhood we're you know working on our platforms we're doing charity events it's all those things that people don't yes. see And, you know, I think the biggest thing too is some people with like the negative feedback have been like, oh, you're just trying to shine a spotlight on yourself. Well, no, when you walk out with a crowd and banner, you're going to get attention, but I think it's, what are you drawing attention to? And for me, it's been my platform. It's been the charity organizations I've worked for. It's like, let's put a spotlight on these things. And also let's put a spotlight on the Mrs. America system or the Mrs. system to show that women can be doing amazing things and also have a family. So Mm -hmm. I think it is something where it is important. You know, you walk out in a crown and banner and you're like, yes, I'm here, but I'm here to promote all of these amazing things. I'm not here just because like, oh, look at how great I am. That's not the goal of this. And that was never the goal of me entering, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't understand too, that a lot of uh, systems require you to, or not necessarily require, but would like you to have a platform that you're speaking about or that you're going to use the crown for. Because at the end of the day, I tell people, well, I have to think about what do I want to do with this crown? I'm not going to walk around with the, you know, crown and banner and just try to be cute. You know, what is, right. how can I take advantage of what the attention is going to get me, you know, and that could be selfish for some, if you want to think of it selfish, but to me, it's like, no, if I want to make an impact on the world and if I know people are going to listen, if I have this crown on my head, well, then I'm yeah. going to use that to definitely do whatever impact or have whatever impact that I can. But like you say, people usually see, you know, pretty girls on a stage for that time frame that is being streamed or is being is on TV, but they don't realize the preparation that goes into it, nor do they realize the aftermath as well, because you're preparing to compete. And then once you win, you still have to follow through with the things that, you know, yeah. you say that you have to, or you want to do so. Yeah, I just think that for women in general, we have to always prove that we're not just, we're not just, you know, a woman or a mom or a wife, you know, we have so many things that make us who we are. And um, I definitely appreciate you bringing up that um, as a talking point. Um, what is it that you would like the world to know? Or I say the world, yes, the world, because my, world, my yes. podcast <laughs> is going to be around the world. But uh, what is it that you like for people to to know or um 
I guess, leave them with before I let you go? Sure. You know, like I told you a year, two years ago, I wouldn't have thought I'd be in this position. So I just want everyone to know who's listening. You know, if you're a woman and a mom or a wife or in your career, if you're in any aspect of your life and you feel stuck, you don't have to stay that way. You can be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, beyond, and change your mind, change your dream, get a new passion. You know, it's not too late. You're not stuck. There are, you know, things you can do. And I just, you know, it's really on my heart just because I I know what the pageant system did for me. And I know how different I've been this past year. And maybe pageantry is not the answer for everyone, but there is something, you know, there's a dream, there's a goal, there's something that's in your heart. And I just don't want anyone to think that it's ever too late to change your mind, to change your dream or to try something new. Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, thank you. Thank you. Is there, um, I guess you want people to be able to follow your journey. If so, do you want to share your, um, your social media, social media handles for everyone? Sure. So I'm on Instagram at Mrs. Sasha Everett. And then uh, Facebook, there is the Mrs. Wisconsin America page. And then um, my personal page is just Mrs. Sasha Everett as well. So you can follow there. And I post everything for myself, the pageant and pages with purpose on those social media sites. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being a part of the podcast. I enjoy talking to you ladies. I feel like a lot of the women I saw in a distance in um, Vegas, but I didn't get a chance to like really sit down and chat with a lot of people. So I enjoy being able to speak and get to know more about your platforms and just about who you are. And again, like I've, I've really feel like there's, there was a really great class of women who were just sweet and genuine and not um and I think that's different too from because I competed when I was younger like sporadically I didn't consistently um compete but I yeah. do think that is a difference between the misses as you get older and the miss is a camaraderie um yeah. it's it's more so like we're all of course everyone wants to win but you're also rooting for each other as well I always tell people like I don't necessarily see people as my competition yes. um I always go in wanting to be the best me I can be. And if that gives me the crown, then cool. If it doesn't, then I know that I did my best. So I never look at the other women as, you know, my competition, but I think when you're younger, uh, you know, you just want to, like you say, you're trying to reach that deadline. You're trying to make sure that you don't age out and you just focus on winning so that you won't age out of that particular system. But being in a Mrs. Pageant has definitely created more for me, more, um, sisterhood and friendships and um also like just having a a tribe where I can be like um do y'all deal with this too because I'm dealing with this and I want to know how you're dealing with it you know yes no I loved the women I actually said when I left Mrs. America that my only regret was not being able to talk have more you know deep conversations with everyone because there's just not enough time and when I woke up the day after the pageant I had this like moment where I was like oh everyone's gone I don't get to yeah. say goodbye. Like, oh, I didn't get pictures with everyone I wanted. I didn't to. get pictures. Yeah. I mean, that last day was so crazy. And then it's like, crown the next Mrs. America, pack your stuff up and get out of the dressing room. Yeah. Wait, I didn't get to say goodbye to anyone. I mean, the uh, yeah. Nicole who won was my roommate and I didn't even get to say goodbye to her because oh, I didn't she, know was, she was your roommate. Oh, she was my roommate. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Off, so I literally wrote her a note and put it on her bed <laughs> because I didn't get to say goodbye. Oh. So it was really great to talk to you because like I, I really loved everyone. And I totally agree. I think our class was great. And I really do like the elements of cheering 
you you want yourself to win, but you're also, I also want you to win. I want you to win. Yeah. I want you to do good. I want you to do good. Yeah. And I think yeah. everyone seemed really comfortable with who they were. And I think that's why everyone yeah. was sharing their own story and everyone has a great story. Everyone has a different story. So I think we all just came in being like, Hey, here's who we are. And, and yeah. uh, one person gets to win, but everybody gets to have the experience and the sisterhood. And, and so it yeah. was really wonderful. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Well, I definitely appreciate you for being on. Um, yeah. Well, if that's all, I will let you go yeah. for the night. I can hear my children upstairs, so I don't yeah. want them to be too loud. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, yeah. Go. Thank you for having me. I've loved listening to your other podcast episodes. So keep keep doing it. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. So that concludes today's episode of Momming, Wifing, and Queening. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at The Alicia Shaw, as well as like my Facebook page, The Alicia Shaw. And don't forget to check out my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com, where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase books. I've co-authors and shirts I have available as well. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, y'all, I'm out. Thank you.